Hello and welcome to another edition of the South Boys Podcast. This is Angelo. You know the drill. Like us on Facebook, the South Boys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at South Boys Pod and on Instagram, South Boys Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Navs Ganglani. Or if you're old school, you can also email us your inquiries, questions, shoutouts to our email address, southboys.podcast.gmail.com. Coming up, I'm joined by Dominic Tan of The Asian Mint. Please check out The Asian Mint on all social media platforms. So, of course, we're also joined by Jared Dillinger, the daredevil himself. He had so much fun talking to JD. Um, if you guys haven't met him, really nice guy. So, this episode basically is an NFT basketball crossover so Dom covered much of the NFT questions while I asked JD, of course, the basketball-related ones like um, why did Hinebra struggle last Philippine Cup and how are they preparing for the next conference, um, the, his, his top five teammates of all time, his retirement plans, and so much more. So enough intro. Here is our conversation with Jared Dillinger. I'm joined by Dominic Tan of the Asian Mint and our very, very special guest for this episode. This guy needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. He's a seven-time PBA champion, an all-star in case you all forgot, and dare I say, one of the best lefties to ever play in the PBA. Please welcome to the South Boys podcast, the one and only Daredevil, Jared Dillinger. Jared, what's up? What's up, fellas? What a hell of an introduction that was. Not <laughs> yeah. The best lefty ever. <laughs> well, one of Thank the best, you. I said. One of the best. Uh, yeah, you say one of the best. Yeah, my fault. Let me correct you on that. But uh, no, fellas, <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, we'll have some fun today and see uh, see what we can get through. So thanks again, man. I love it. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for being here, JD. This means so much to us. So again, Dominic Tan of the Asian Mint is here um i know you're already familiar with the asian mint jared um which means this is an nft and basketball crossover episode so we wanted to make things interesting for you jd that's why me and the asian mint joined forces and fused the two things you're passionate about and also a huge shout out to our main man navs ganglani for making this happen so JD, we whenever we have a pro here or a basketball player guesting, we always start with this question. So in your okay. storied 13-year career, I know there are a lot of daredevil plays, but mm-hmm. what for you is the most memorable or unforgettable highlight play you've ever done? Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> one okay, when I was when I was younger. And my first three years in the league, I was still dunking. And <laughs> I remember one time I drove baseline and dunked on Eric Mink, like really Ooh. bad, like one, <laughs> two feet with one hand with the, like, and one. I got a, there's three. So you guys, you're stuck with me talking a lot. Um, the second Go ahead, one, bro. I had a putback against Asi Talaba and <laughs> when I put it over him, I like swung my body a little bit, so I bumped him <laughs> as I fell. And when I landed, uh-huh. I, I landed like I was like doing a Superman or something. <laughs> and, then, and then my last. Did one you get a technical like, for that? Nah, it was out of town. <laughs> so those out of town games oh, okay. are super ghetto. So it, it was cool. <laughs> uh, but and then the last one was uh, I hit a buzzer beater. Um, Ronnie Dell threw a oop from half court to beat Hanebra uh, mm. uh, in the semifinals. Semifinals, like buzzer reader, that was pretty dope. So those are my three. <laughs> yeah, so so we hope that that's up on YouTube. So we'll research that afterwards. Okay. So yeah, thank you for those three highlight plays, uh, JD. Dom, what's your first NFT question for Jared? Mm. So I've seen on Twitter, I've been following you for a while and, you know, you're really deep into the NFT space. So can you tell us like some of your first memories of being in crypto and NFT and 
how did you like come to know about it right um my first memory is just finding the sandbox just kind of fell on my lap um and i just made the assumption that just this whole digital real estate thing that's going on with the with the metaverse was something that's 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 a, it's going to be a big thing in the future that's what i thought so once i got in there you know i started seeing other nft companies putting up their little land plot and it just so happened by like we were talking about earlier dom just right place right time um i was finding land right next to cyber Kongs. So I didn't, had no idea who they were, right? And so when I searched CyberCongs, researched them, and I, I was early with them. Like they still had like a thousand, two thousand members. Um, the baby Kongs, they weren't even minted yet. So wow. I That's got early. in that CyberCongs, yeah, Discord. But again, I, I had no one to help me with this. I didn't talk to anyone about this. I was doing this all alone, silent. I didn't want to really talk about this on the internet because I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I got real cool and close with those CyberCons people and uh, they were kind of teaching me what to do, you know? And I was just following the that Wall Street private chat and they're the ones who got me to SubDucks or Galactic Apes or, you know, most of my alpha i'll get from there and um i just got lucky i fell on some dope ass projects and it's you know right place right time but uh, uh, i see i I see in hindsight now where like that doesn't happen too often yeah so true like it's hard to be at the right place at the right time you really have to get lucky in this space you really do bro or or you just sit in front of your computer for 24 7 and just look at everything like that's another way to do it right yeah yeah so what year was this giant was this like early this year last year oh yeah i just got into nfts like may june that's it that's it (laughs) i've been in crypto for about uh you know over a year and a half year year and a half or Mm. so but nfts i mean it feels like a lifetime now when i when i think about it (laughs) really couple months ago so i feel like a pro already but <laughs> you know we have so much to learn still yeah wow uh it's just really early on the nft crypto space but yeah jared as i've mentioned at the top of this episode we're gonna switch from nft to basketball so cool. now going back let's talk about Hinebra, jd so i wanted right. to ask you two things about Tenebra specifically. But first, um, about your Philippine Cup stint this year. So you were the defending champs. As always, you expectations were high for Hinebra coming yeah. into the season. Yeah, it's always championship or bust for you guys. But I'm sure that's also your mentality um, as a group, as, as competitive individuals, right? So the blockbuster trade happened. You got C stand and then now everybody's expectations went even higher, right? Then but you got off to a rough start into the season. Then um into you sneaked into the playoffs. You got you guys got the eighth seed, then unfortunately got beaten by the eventual champions in TNT in the first round. So injuries was a factor. Um people in social media were saying that C stand wasn't a good fit. Coach Tim Cohn tweeted out after you guys um, got booted out that he accepted the blame for the disappointing exit, saying that it was his fault. So now that I have the chance to ask you, Jared, um, I'm I'm guessing you and your team have reflected already on the past um, conference. So what for you were the main reasons why Hinebra struggled in the last conference? Was it something in the X's and O's? Of course, injuries was a factor also. Was there something emotionally, mentally for you or for you guys as a team? Right, right, man. That was a hell of a question. Um, hmm. You know, ultimately, you know, I'll bring it back with this. You know, when, when we first got Stan Pringle to the team, and I'm, I'm sure people already forget this, we struggled. We had a hard time figuring out our roles again when when Stan got got to the team and we didn't 
do well our first conference or two before before getting a chip. So, you know, we get a, a player like Christian put into the mix where he's going to be the main cogs to this big machine that we're trying to that we're running. It's it's we're going to have to have, you know, some readjustments and recalibration and given the short practice schedules that we got, mm. which was just an hour and a half every day. Um, we had to fast track everything and it was, it was really hard. It was difficult. And yeah, you can say injuries. Yeah. That's part of the game and um, other external um, things that were affecting the team may be being in a bubble again, whatever it may be, but um, we just had a hard time gelling, you know, that's it, you know? So the only way to fix that is just more practice. So you know, coming into this season, we're going to have a lot more ample time to get a lot of work done. So we would like to think that this conference is really our first conference of really mm-hmm. showing the people, hey, this is us now. Like, OK, we're going to recalibrate. We're good now. So let's see. Let's see how we are. Yeah, J.D., thank you for answering that question. I really didn't expect you to go deep into your struggles because... Um, I just want to put it out there that I'm not asking this for clickbait. You know, I don't, I'm not going to put out like Jared Dellinger blames this and that okay. for Hinebra struggles. It right. was really from, from purely a basketball like curiosity for me as a fan. So thank you for being that. a good sport, JD. And uh, to follow up that again uh, regarding Hinebra, so I'm sure winners like you, you have short term memory and have already put that um, conference behind you. So now looking forward, I saw your tweet, JD, about practicing three times a day. So training <laughs> camp has started for you guys. You guys have like a new facility, right? You, you put it yeah. up on IG. Yeah. Can you tell us more That's about dope. the Gin King's preparation um, for this conference? And of course, you got Justin Brownlee back. How has he been so far? Yeah, well, um, as of now, since we're getting plenty of time on the court. You know, I, you know, we didn't have enough last conference. Now we have too much. So um, (laughs) we're really getting back down to basics and just developing a foundation of what our offense is going to be like. Um, You know, we're going to make sure guys know their spots and they're in the right spots. You know, when we have our money makers like C-Stan or um, Stan, the man out there running the show. So, um, and that just takes a lot of repetition. So we're just going to rinse and repeat, do the same thing. And, uh, you know, we should have a really exciting season. Um, what was the other part of the question you said again? How, how, was, was, yeah, how has Justin Brownlee been so far? Is okay. he still the same man? <laughs> right. You know what? We haven't seen him yet. So, uh, oh. yeah, he's not, he's not here yet. So, um, your best guess is mine, but he's excited. I'm sure that I'm sure yeah. he's ready. It, dude's a worker, so um, I'm sure as soon as he gets here, I'm sure he's he's gonna be just fine. Uh, yeah. Lastly, on Hinebra, before we get to Dom's NFT question again, so Jared, for your role, um, how does your role change? Like coming from a all Filipino conference, now you're integrating a, again Justin Brownlee and import. Mm-hmm. To the team. So, does your role change from an all Filipino conference standpoint to an import laden conference, or is it just the same? It's the same for a player like myself. For my situation of what I can mm-hmm. give, I'm I'm just a guy who fills in the holes. You know, a coach will put me at point guard. He'll put me at shooting guard or the three spot, or I'll even play four as a stretch four. So. Um, it really just depends. Um, I'll probably play a lot less three and four spot. <laughs> that's Justin's, unless I beat him out in practice. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, spot duty, just uh, wherever they need me. That's how coach sees me as. Yeah. So expectations are constant for you at this point in your career, JD. So Dom, what's your NFT question? So we kind of talked about this um, before the episode. So besides your 24 Cosmic Ducks, 
Uh, you are also the proud holder of five Cyberkongs, nine Galactic Apes, 14 Subducks, and that's crazy. <laughs> and they've all turned out to be such great successes, you know. And so, what are some of the things that you look out for in a project before you ape in? We know that you're part of the Wall Street Kongs, um, and they they helped you with some of the Alpha. But what else? Because not everything, you know, not you you can't ape into everything. So, what are the key factors that you usually look into? Correct. Yeah, that's a great question, Dom. Um, because you know you're so correct on that last part that you said. Because as much as I did well on a handful of those projects that you mentioned, I missed bad on another handful of projects where they did not do well at all. So um, you know, coming into this, you like we were talking about earlier, Dom. Like it's really right place, right time, hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you really can't you know, guess the market as, as much as you like to. But, um, you know, ultimately for me, when I'm going into these projects, yeah, community has to be dope, but that's, that word is thrown around so much. Every community is cool. Everyone's dope. Everyone's nice, more or less, right? Um, I really look at the devs of the project. Who are they? Where they come from? You know, do they have work on previous projects and were they successful on those ones you know you're ultimately investing in the person you know project has yeah. to be cool art is subjective pixelated 3d whatever whatever it is but you're really investing on the people and um you know if they if they can't get shit done if they can't put out news properly or have a successful mint without any big issues you know Might, those might be some red flags indicating that, you know, hey, this might not be a good project. They can't even do those small details correct. So um, that would be mainly my main go-to is just really like being overly detailed about who's developing the project. That's my biggest thing. More of the same concept with all kinds of businesses that you want to invest right. in also, you know. Yeah, because you I mean, really invest in the people. Things, yeah, no, no, absolutely. We we tend to make things more complicated than they seem. You know, we yeah. just ultimately buy this digital asset, hold, wait for it to go up, then we sell it. There is not much more else to to say about it. We just tend to make it complicated, right? So yeah, um, you find the right person. Yep, invest them in. More times than not, you'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah, JD, can you name some of the NFT projects that ultimately failed, if you can? Right, like under my standards of failing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe for some, they think it's bad or worse or good. Um, uh, the Dow Turtles messed me up. They did. Ooh. So for those who don't know, um, <laughs> you know, Dow Turtles, they had these great um, returns that they were talking about saying you're going to get 69% royalties from our future collections and there'll be a token um, native token that we're going to have called turtle shells and we'll have a video game. They really did nail the check boxes. Um, so yeah, we aped in and a couple days later, the account got frozen. We couldn't even sell anything on open sea. So let alone we could go to another exchange, but, it was like 0 0.01, 0 0.02 to, to sell oh. these things back. So uh, we got stuck with those. And, um, you know, to this current day, it's, it's still kind of like what's going on. No one's in the discord. Feels like a slow rug. <laughs> so that one sucked. And um, my other one currently, I would say Wicked Apes. Wicked Apes. So uh, not sure what they did. I think I think they just oversaturated their all their projects too much. They had like four projects, or three or four, all going out within two or three months, and it was during a, this mini bear market that we're going through. So they messed up, and and it goes back to my whole like, who are the devs, right? Do they have experience? Like, do they make good decisions? So. That's really the hugest indicator. So, but um, yeah, those two companies man, they messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you in also invest on that, Dom, on those projects? 
Um, no, but I've had my fair share of else. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. I swear, man, we all have yeah. our stories of if I just left it in here, I would have been, you know, 10 million pesos richer or whatever it is. <laughs> or uh, you, you, you really think about the L's more so than the wins, dude. <laughs> For sure. <All> right. <laughs> Yeah, those are just growing pains. Where again, you you've started just in back in May, Jared, and uh, maybe you've had more successes than losses. But you know, you you going back to the PBA, um, you've been in the league for a while now, and you've played with three teams, um, five and a half seasons to be exact, with Talk and Text, then six and a half seasons with Miralco, and now two and a half seasons with Hinebra. And so, out of all the players you played with, I'm sure there are a lot of yeah. great players you played with. Uh, you know where's my question going? Can you give us your all-time five, and who's coaching that team? Out of all the players you've played with, you can sure. include yourself if you want. Okay. Okay. Um, who was that first person I just had in mind? Okay, Ronnie <laughs> Del De Ocampo. Right. Jimmy Alapog, Daniel Alfonso. Um, okay, Morocco. Oh gosh, that's and <laughs> Jason Castro, and uh, gosh, I, I want to say James. Gosh, I'm, I'm just so many people I'm missing. Maybe James. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, James. Yeah, James, like prime so James. Fun. James. Mm-hmm. And then, who's coaching that team? Oh, of course, uh, coach. Who's coaching that coach? Chot. Coach Tim. <laughs> coach Chot, because we have the most. I have the most chips with Coach Chot. Coach Chot. <laughs> okay, and then you're yeah. you're the sixth man. I'm guessing you're the sixth man. I'm the <laughs> player development coach. I'll, I'll help these teams get better. <laughs> right. Yeah, Dom. Go ahead. So I think you also mentioned this a while ago. Like, there's been a trend in the last week or two wherein ETH has been skyrocketing. Like, yeah, it's right. been breaking its all-time high, and with that, gas levels are also through the roof. They're skyrocketing as well, and you know, consequently, like floor prices across the board have been dropping. It's not good. It's been right. horrible. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know. The market's having a correction, right? Because of these all-time highs that Ethereum's hitting, and it really, it, we really are in uncharted territory. We, you know, we really, ultimately, we, we have our assumptions, like ah, you know, it, the market's going to correct itself, but it, it's going to be okay because it's still going up. And uh, hey, we have Ethereum 2.0. That's somewhere in the in the future so hey once that comes out we'll we'll be a lot better again um so it's one of those like wait and see let's just continue to see what the market does because um i personally don't think it's a big big red flag yet you know that we should be really concerned about so until then i'm just gonna assume it's gonna be okay but it's definitely, you know, there there is something there where it's like, all right, dude, like, let's get this needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like during these times wherein you don't want to open OpenSea and just yeah, you just get you pissed. Look at that story. Like, yeah, play some games or something, dude. Yeah. yeah. So JD, how do you like squeeze in time for research? I I know like you have to invest a lot of time for researching and learning about the space all these projects so i'm curious like how's your typical day go how does your typical day go like practices working out and then researching about nfts and your investments right Right. you know it's like i was telling you guys uh, earlier how um you know we tend to make things more complicated than they really are but you know, for me, those are my main priorities right now. It's just basketball and investments. And they kind of work together in a sense where I'll do all my training, rehab, extra shooting, whatever I need to get done. Um, and, and when I'm done, 
I get to sit in a chair, put my feet up, ice my knees. Um, the whole point is to not move and to stay off your feet. I can do that by researching and staying on the computer all day. It, I have nothing else going on for me right now. So, um, you know, I'll balance that. And, and, you know, every now and then I'll stay up late because of something happening in the market. And that's it, man. That's it. I just keep it real simple and I'll get my work in for basketball and then I'll get some work in on the computer. That's it. Yeah. So you, you put your basketball work first. I got to say, JD, I've never had a guest um, like schedule uh, a recording like early in the morning, like eight oh, yeah. in the morning. So you suggested that we get we record this episode like eight in the morning. So I imagine like what yeah. time do you wake up, man? Oh, man. Well, yeah, if you want to ever hit up OGs, they're all morning people. So if you tell them, hey, do an interview at seven or eight, I'm telling you more times than not, they would do it. I promise. Um, I I get up. Uh, it depends. It depends. Anywhere from like 3.30 to 5.30 in the morning. It just depends. Um, we have these three days right now in practice, so I'm not getting up at 3.30. <laughs> uh, I'm hurting right now, so I'm trying to sleep as much as I can. <clears throat> Yeah, so let's talk NBA, bro. I imagine like even basketball players of your caliber are also fans. Then, oh, yeah. and you tweeted, you tweeted, you tweeted out that early in your career you idolized Manu Ginobili. Yeah, and now late in your career you're trying to emulate Joe Ingles. Yeah. So which <laughs> I found funny and at the same time really smart, man. Um. Yeah. So are you a Spurs or Jazz fan? I want to know what's your team in the NBA and. What's your thoughts and prediction for your um, for the team you're supporting in the NBA? Right, um, I'm not a I'm not a legion. I'm not a fan to any one team in particular. I loved the uh -huh. Spurs back then because of the way they play the the game. And same with the Jazz. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy watching them play um, because that style of basketball really um, I can really connect with it because that's how I enjoy playing the game. But uh, ultimately, I just love seeing good basketball. I love drama. I love rivalries. I love, you know, superstars. Um, I just enjoy everything about it. So uh, anything that's entertaining, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll be about it. Yeah, so really you don't have, like, a team that I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a team. I like watching LeBron. He's dope. Lakers, yeah, those are, like, they're fun. But I, I don't have one in particular. Yeah, so I want to know what's your finals matchup prediction? Oh, shit, my fault. Winning the yeah, team. finals matchup. Dope. Um, I would say New Jersey for sure. If they can get Kyrie. <laughs> Brooklyn, you mean? Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, maybe Brooklyn. So my bad, not New Jersey. Uh, Brooklyn You're still versus. Stuck in the 2000s. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm freaking old. I can't believe I called him New Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, Brooklyn. I just want to say Brooklyn Lakers. Everyone wants mm. to see that. Um, yeah. I would want to see that as long as everyone's healthy and there's no injuries. And sure, why not? <laughs> so who's winning the, that matchup? Who's winning uh, the titles? Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn takes it if they can get everything together. Yeah, just get everything together. But I want to get to Dom. Believe it, or, believe it or not, it's also our first time just talking to each other because, you know, Nav's nope. just matched us domo who's your nba team oh i'm for the warriors <laughs> <laughs> dub Yo, nation you're looking great yeah, having, yeah looking great start. Great. great start yeah my prediction oh, whoa, whoa. my finals mm, prediction yeah, go ahead i think i'm gonna go like um dark horse candidates maybe it's the warriors versus the heat i think nubs will be happy with that you like Miami? Yeah. Warriors versus the Heat. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. match. I hope they make it too. I'm a big Tyler Hero for Tyler Hero fan. <laughs> yeah, he's revenge season for Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people talking smack, and maybe he got a little bit too into himself, or whatever it may be. But uh, man, he's he's out there. He's doing his thing, man. This mm. year. And speaking of the heat, have you guys seen like the Jokic versus Morris beef? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I, I want to get to you, Jared. I want to ask you, like, 
I, I don't know if I've ever seen you like face to face with another player or like fighting or angry in the court, but have in your career, but have you like been in a, a fight? Right. Like a, a, in, on the court, yeah. On the court, like a fight, fight, or just like or just you know, when I was yeah, young. Scuffles. So when I was young, I was a feisty. I talked shit to everyone. Uh-huh. Um, pushing, fighting. I was that was really a part of me when I was younger. But when you're older, <laughs> when you turn into an OG vet, no one wants to see you hitting people <laughs> or talking trash. You just look like a grumpy old man, you know. <laughs> You know, it's cool to do it when you're young, I would think. But um, now, no, I would never do that now, man. I'm just, <laughs> it just sounds kind of silly to me. I can't do it. <laughs> Over your careers, man, like, are there any players that really gets under your skin? Maybe when was, you were young. Me or... and Calvin, we would go at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but we respect each other a lot. That's the, that's the cool thing. Like, he's yeah, a it's out of, like, competitive he's yeah like he's playing hard because he respects me and i'm gonna play hard too because i respect him you know um you know calvin chris chu that dude's really dirty Chris true really he'll he'll act like he's this innocent dude and he's really nice and classy fella no he's very dirty (laughs) and but out of competitiveness he's not trying to you know Mm. careers or anything he's just (laughs) he just does all that little cheap shit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the tricks, all those tricks. Yeah, dumb. Going back to an NFT question. So you know, people have always said that the quote-unquote blue chips in the NFT space have been, you know, CryptoPunks, Board mm-hmm. Yacht Club, and arguably Cool Cats. So are any of those on your radar, or are you looking to pick one of those up soon? Right. You know, initially I wanted a Cool Cat initially just because at the time my the my buy-in would my buying point was decent and especially now when the market went down um but for the others no it wasn't in my radar it's just not something that's in my goals of wanting to get accomplished and and you know this nft space maybe later maybe next market cycle when i got a little bit more in my bag so i can realistically think if i should buy one or not um but right now it's just it's too much for me to to try to get one yeah, and that's fair. Like, there's a lot of things that you're vested in, and you know, you could easily flip one of those and then aim for it. But I guess we like we kind of want to see where the current projects that we're in where they go before we like look at others. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's currently what I'm just trying to do right now. But may I be right or wrong? You know, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. With all of these NFTs, you know, like you've been in the space, you've and you've you've also said that you feel like a pro, you feel like a vet already. So, do you have any plans of releasing your own NFT in the future? Is that maybe something you've thought about? They're devil NFTs, right? <laughs> you know, no. I mean, like you know, I I joked around about being a pro. Like I'm clearly got a lot to learn, got to go through. You know, a handful of market cycles to be considered even a vet right in this space um so yeah uh say that last part again like i keep getting distracted because dogs over there um i apologize um no no problem so like you ever like thought about it at least like if you had to come up with one what would like be the concept behind it or what's your utility or something like that yeah sorry about that um yeah, dude, you know what? I'm, I'm against it. I am not for, <laughs> like, anytime a, uh, it sounds terrible how I'm going to say it, but when a celebrity comes out with their own NFTs and they know nothing about the space, and <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I'm good, bro. Like, like I hope you make your money. Like, I, you know, you never judge a, another man's bag. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's cool. But um, I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. So to me, uh, if I do open one, it would not be connected to me or basketball. It would be some type of art, you know, a pixelated animal or, or something. But um, I don't feel confident enough that I'm a really, like, classified as an expert in this space. And until I really feel comfortable where I'm like, dude, 
I know what the hell I'm talking about 100% of the time, then I, then I'll then I'll get into it. But um, I'm still learning just as much as you guys are. Hmm. Dom and JD, I'm curious. I'm not a big NFT guy. So are there any like local NFT artists or projects that you guys are investing on or on your radar at least? For me, no, um, not currently right now. We were looking into, uh, uh, help me with this, Dom, was that Ashwang? Oh, Ashwang, Ashwang NFT, yes. We were looking at that, and that was cool, like what they were doing with their project, and they had, you know, they had utility case for it and whatnot, and, uh, but that was the closest one we were really looking into. Um, what about you, Dom? Um, currently, I'm not really vested in any local projects but i've seen like people that are focused on asian projects like people that are creating art that's centered around like promoting the asian culture asian yeah. women like i've seen eight asian like it's stylized with an eight then shan um i've cool. i've seen some of their work it's it's great to see that and there's right. a lot of different projects like one of one art i know pxz marso like if you've heard of her she does like this kaleidoscopical art and it's really really good like, oh that's cool i think that there needs to be like a platform for um people mm. who are artists in the physical space and somehow bridge them towards the nft space because there's a lot of really great artists like filipino artists that they don't they don't really know about the fundamentals yeah, of the nft space not aware yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i think if like me personally, if I had to be a, in an NFT project, I think that would be my main, like, I would, like, bring these great artists into the NFT yeah. space. That would be, like, one of the goals, you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that full, you know, 100%. There's just lack of information about mm -hmm. these about the NFT space and how they can monetize it. And if, if they just knew about it more, if there's just more ways we can get it out and... Mm -hmm. And, you know, it ultimately it changed my life. So that's why I'm so uh, yeah talkative about this stuff, because it's like, hey, I want to share this with everyone else. Like, I know we all work so damn hard to make money. And <laughs> it's I don't care what people say. It's really hard. It's really hard to do it in the Philippines. Yeah. So um, <laughs> when we got an opportunity like this and the fact that, man, it's you want to share it with everyone. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that, that's that why we have you guys. Yeah, go ahead, Dom. Go ahead. No, like um, I really relate to what JD said about like how hard it is to make money in the Philippines because like when I started out in the NFT space, I was like, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even touch like one Ethereum. I couldn't even think about it because I'm 19 <laughs> and like I don't even, yeah. So to be um to get lucky on some of the projects I've been in, it's been unreal. <laughs> Unreal, right? Like it completely changes your whole mindset of of money. Like it, like yeah. it almost resets your your compass of how much money you can ultimately fathom, like in your bank account. You know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard sometimes to like. I I really have a chance to make this much money in my. Whew, that doesn't make sense. That's just not real. That's crazy, right? Like it's it, there are moments like that. So. Um, uh, it's I feel lucky that we're in this space to be honest and grateful yeah you know like if there are 16 have... year olds like there are 16 year olds that are millionaires yeah that's <laughs> it's just unheard of you know so I don't I don't know when this nft space is gonna be finished or prolonged however however it is but I don't ever want to hear some young person saying they can't make money and it's hard to <laughs> you know, start their life because of unfairness because they get into this like if it's any anybody's fair game, like this stuff is life changing. It's crazy. So with that, um, with all of the things that we talked about, you know, how we're still so early, what makes you the most excited for the NFT space and what are your predictions for the next year? What do you think we'll see? Right. Um, so we're near the end of this this market cycle and uh yeah you know there's supposed to be this big parabolic run and then this big crazy crash and we're going to be in this really long bear market that's 
what yeah. everyone is making the assumption. So uh, my prediction is during that, after that crash, you'll buy, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about the gaming market, video game market. When there's a big crash, mm -hmm. all the projects, they're going to be coming out with all their games. Like it's going to be next year is going to be all about video games, all about video games in the NFT space and in, in crypto market. I feel there's going to be triple A games coming in, trying to get their game monetized, connected to a blockchain. Um, it's that's how I see it. And I don't know uh, how bad it's going to be or good or um, there's going to definitely be a lot less projects. That's for sure. Right now, it seems like every week there's 10 projects coming out and that's crazy, you know, yeah, so uh, it'll be a lot slower, um, but I don't think it'll be as bad as people think it will be just because of this whole mass adoption and it's popular and only 1% of the world knows about this stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's still going to be really good for us. Yeah. Yeah, and like and Coinbase NFT. Have you heard of the Coinbase Marketplace? That's right. That has like over 2 million users and OpenSea has like less than 1 million only. So we're oh, yeah. really on we're the verge of something really big. Huge. And we're still early. That's the crazy thing. Like yeah. we're technically still early and it doesn't feel like it. But um, when you zoom out, you still see like there are no legitimate NFT video games that are really out, out, out. There's just maybe a handful, right? So once that kind of tips over and explodes, like it's imagine all the kids and people playing these video games for money when that's going to be a normal yeah. thing. That's mm -hmm. going to be retarded. So um, <laughs> retarded as in like crazy, awesome, good, yeah. good, good. Good, I crazy. <laughs> I don't know if that was politically incorrect to use, but um Oh, we know what you mean, bro. You guys know what yeah. I mean. You catch my drift. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, and you know, like comparing this to the social media days, it's like we're in the friendster days, right? Very early yeah. on the social media, oh, yeah. like we haven't, haven't seen like maybe the Facebook, the Instagrams of the NFTs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, we're maybe we we don't know. We we really don't I, know at this. We don't point. know. I, I mean, I hope it goes into like Ready Player One style. To be honest. Like I sure I hope yeah. in some way yeah, that looks so dope to me. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, when Facebook changes their name to Meta, and you know they own Oculus, uh -huh. you know, that 3D game, and they're yeah. trying to make some metaverse. I mean, that sounds dope. Like I'm sure they're gonna make it crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. So you've been openly sharing also, JD, that in the PBA you have like this NFT crew, that this crypto mm -hmm. crew with. With yeah. your teammates, with other players in the league, and one of the striking like stories that I've uh, I've heard you share is your teammate Joe Devans. Um, he lost like um, you mentioned this in one of uh, when you guested on one of uh, podcast mm -hmm. here that he got scammed like millions of pesos. Yeah, so it was that's tough. really yeah that's really oh, unfortunate no. to hear. So. As a beginner, like, what do you have like the telltale signs that you can share that oh maybe this project or this these guys, um, the these are scammers, these are bad guys. Um, right. Can you share like what are the warning signs that you um, guess you I guess like see in a project? Sure, you know it's really difficult. You know mm -hmm. Joe's not Joe's a, a very intelligent man. You know so he just didn't get scammed by some you know, silly link that says you congrats, you just won 50 million pesos, collect your money here. You know, no, this stuff's, these people, they're really clever. Um, and if you're new into this space, you know, you, and let's say you have no one to talk to, you really, you're on your own with this. You're a first timer. Do everything slow. Don't trust one person on discord, Twitter, just, just presume that everyone is not who they say they are just for mm -hmm. the time being, because you're going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to know what's correct. You don't know the slang, the terminology of how these people speak, because it is a different language. Once you get into mm -hmm. it, once you get into the NFT space and crypto space, it really is a different um, 
language and vibe that these people speak. So um, since this whole entire space is fully transparent, you can see everyone's wallets, what they buy, what they sell. Everyone can see everyone. So these hackers, scammers, they can see who the newcomers are by reading your messages, seeing what's in your wallet. And once you get targeted, they'll, they'll be in your DMs, they'll be in your phone, they'll be in, your, in your, all your social media platforms. Um, you just have to get comfortable with them being around you. That's, that's the biggest thing for me, like um, just being comfortable knowing that there's a handful of hackers trying to get into your system right now. And um, you just learn trial and error, that's it. Ask people about scams, um, ask about their bad timings with them and, and just hope, you know, when you get scammed, it's not so bad. Like, yeah. I swear it almost <laughs> happens to everyone. Yeah, Dom, do you have like a similar scary NFT stories like Jared and Joe have? Um, yeah, I actually have a scary story. Like, um, there was this one time uh, I got an alert from Maskbyte. Um, it was one of the discords that got hacked. I didn't know it at the time. But uh, when I saw an alert on my phone that they were stealth minting, at that time, that was like one of the first projects to get hacked. So when I went, I went to my laptop, I tried to click on the site, and then I was about to hit mint. Then I realized, why is gas so low? Because usually gas is absurd during mints. And then I saw it was really, really low. It's like $5. Usually gas is like $70. Yeah. And so I read it again. So it said like sending it. So I was like, okay, this is not right. So I went to the mask by Discord and I saw a lot of people say it was hacked. And that was like the closest call I had. So about to click on it. Like right. About to click. Yeah. (laughs) That was the closest call I had. And I was so relieved because the next day I was going to mint doodles because I got on pre-sale. So if I minted Maskbyte, I would have been out of capital. You would have been out. You would have been out. You wouldn't have made it. You wouldn't have got doodles, man. Like that's that's a great project. You know, for you know, to add on to that, these newcomers just man, just just take things slow. Don't you know, you get tricked when you're at your weakest point. Like if you wake exactly. up at three in the morning and you're just kind of drowsy and tired <laughs> and you're looking and you might make a mistake because your brain is still foggy or reverse it around. If it's nighttime and you're staying up late for a mint and it's like four thirty, five in the morning, like you might be a little bit disoriented and you might that half a second on accident just because mm-hmm. you weren't focused, you click on the wrong link and that's it. And that's all it takes. So just uh, as long as you're aware of all this, you know, you, you should be okay. Yeah, let's just stay cautious. And I guess just do not be really greedy. Like, yeah. you know, always be on your best self. So, Jared, last thing before we get out of here. Um, a few weeks ago, you went on the Shoot First podcast with Mikey Reyes, right? A great mm-hmm. episode, of course. And you spoke a little bit about your retirement plans and I got to say, you know, one of the most impressive things about the PBA is in this day and age, we have players playing like through their 40s and, you know, still contributing to their teams. It's not like they're stuck on the bench, right? So right. guys like Asi Taulava, Kagiwa, Rafi Rivas, who went to the finals, Reynel Hugnata and your former teammate to name a few. So JD, is it also your plan to play through your, I don't know, 50s? Can you right. indulge us? <laughs> Can you uh, indulge us, your fans? We want to know how many years does the daredevil have left in the tank? You're right. I, I take it year to year, to be honest. I'm having fun. I love the game. I want to mm-hmm. keep playing. And, you know, uh, San Miguel, they're very gracious enough to keep paying me. So I'm going to keep playing. I love it. And I got no complaints. Uh, I'm going to play as long as I can because, you know, after you're done being an athlete, you're not an athlete anymore. You know, you start your next chapter in life. It's going to be very, very different. And um, this, the opportunity to get to do this, you know, where I'm playing basketball for money. And I, I've basically been on a 13-year vacation. I just work out. <laughs> I work out every day to get paid to do that. So I love it. I'll play as long as I can. If I can play till I'm 40, hey, 
I did it, you know. Uh, maybe I'll reevaluate and maybe I'll retire by then. But until then, we'll just we'll just say I'll keep going until the wheels fall off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Jared is 37, right? You're 37, the same age yeah. as LeBron. Um, but he, though he looks like like 25, right, in his prime. Yeah. So he he's he's in his like. Um, twilight years in terms of uh, basketball career. Blush, man. He made, made <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting red right now. I'm Jay. getting ready. Yeah, I gotta get the the AC put on me or something. <laughs> I'm sorry All about right. that, bro. Oh, you're yeah, your retirement, your retirement plans. You mentioned you like to move back to Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. And but you'll still be flying back and forth here in the Philippines, as you've said. So can you tell us more about that? Like how how will you still be connected here in the country? Um, well, you know, I'm gonna have some farms, uh, being the poultry business out out in the south. Mm. And uh, uh so you you're know, gonna manage, manage that. Hmm. Say what? You're gonna continue to manage that. Yeah, right? I'll be managing that and you know, I'll be staying connected to to basketball. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be connected to one of the coaching staffs out here. Like just the way I think and how I process the game. And um, you know, Coach Cone. You know, we've had meetings, and he he already asked me about my future mm. coaching, and he sees that I have it, that coaching bug in me. And you know, I don't want to be a coach anytime soon. Let's just get this straight. <laughs> but um, I don't think I have the patience right now for that. Yeah. But um, I'll be I'll be connected, so that's why I'll be going back and forth. I'll be doing something for the kids here. I'll be strategizing, helping coaches in the PBA, um, and Hawaii will just be my my normal day to day life out there. Yeah, so you're not totally closing the door on coaching as of right now, and you take it year by year till the wheels fall off, as you said. Yeah, much. What, what about like? analyst broadcasting have you given that a thought just for fun like if they wanted me to come on and i got nothing going on sure <laughs> i'll come by talk up some basketball like that stuff's fun to do um maybe scream as a commentator like those charlotte hornets <laughs> commentators yeah you know, i was like i would definitely act like one of those guys if i had the opportunity to call a game because I don't know. When I hear those dudes commentate, that shit gets me hyped. Like it's corny, <laughs> but it's kind of like, damn, this those dudes are really into the game. It's dope. Yeah, since we're while on the topic, do you have like fa- your favorite commentators here in the Philippines? Like that, the ones that get you hyped, man. When you watch oh, man, the game, I, I got a lot because uh, I I'm like homies with all of them. You know, like Charlie Kuna and oh, yeah. Chuck Arena yeah. and Ali Peak and Magoo and uh man i'm missing i'm already missing some um i i enjoy all of them i i really do like the the whole community i love it so i don't really have one yeah, in that's, particular that's fair that's fair and in your retirement also jared uh i imagine a lot of anime watching for you um in one of your in one of your vlogs um i love how you just spent like half of it talking about my hero academia um <laughs> yeah. all about your love for miyazaki movies so what are what other animes or shows are you watching right now man ooh um let me see oh hold up brother <laughs> let me look yeah, go ahead bro i was looking at i'm looking at my other laptop um <laughs> I was, I, I forgot the name of it. I just got into it. You know, <laughs> like in the meantime, I can't really find it right now. But um, I've been watching a lot of reruns of Rick and Morty. They just had their, they finished up their new season uh, not too long ago. So I just been rewatching their season five, like on repeat, just over and over and over again. So I've been, <laughs> that's not anime, but, um, you know, it's cartoon still for me, but eh, that's my biggest one lately. It's just, it's been a ton mm. of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Out of all the shows you've watched, um, anime or not, uh, what are your top like recommendations out of, in, um, top of your head right now? Uh, fuck. It's 
excuse my language. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> um, it's it's fine. I, I can curse you. I don't have. Oh man, I don't have any recommendations. I like my hey, you gotta watch this, guys. Just watch my hero academia. I really like that show. <laughs> if you guys got me some for me, man, send them my way. Um, yeah, um, I'll definitely add that to my watch list. And the latest anime I've watched is Attack on Titan, bro. It's up on Netflix. Yeah, our trailers you have to watch about that. that. I've watched a yeah. handful. It's I, I can see I can see how it's dope. I I see what you guys are talking about. I don't really like it for me. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> hit it for me for some reason. I like that corny like family type of cartoon crap for some reason. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little dark. Attack on Titan is a little. It's a little know, dark. I think maybe that's part <laughs> of it. Again, like you see all the crap that I talk about, like Totoro mm. and all, all these kid shit movies. So I think maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> Those are lovey dovey like movies and shows, right? Exactly. How about you, Dom? Do you do you um, watch any animes or TV shows right now? Right now, I'm not really watching anything. But I'm still trying just to, NFT, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All that's why it was so hard for me. Like, like uh-huh. I didn't watch anything. Maybe it's in the background, but but, dude, I don't I don't do anything. Sorry for interrupting <laughs> yeah. you, Dom. No, no, no. Because that's the same. Because right? everything's just in the background now. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> totally, dude. Like you're not really watching anything. You're just really focused on these NFTs. Hey Jared, that's that's all for me. Um, what about you, Dom? Do you have any more yeah. like questions for JD? Oh, I had so much fun talking about NFTs and basketball today, and I just want to say, um, your retirement is way it's like really funded now, considering that you have all of your <laughs> NFTs to retire on. So lucky! I'm so lucky, dude. <laughs> but, um, right. Thanks for that. Before me. we yeah, be, before we end, um, the, JD, is there anything you want to promote? Go ahead and invite our listeners to follow you wherever you're on your social media or NFT platforms. Yeah, yeah. You know, first and foremost, you know, thanks guys for having me. This was fun. You know, um, when I got the opportunity to uh, come in here and talk money, talk basketball, like that is really fun to do for me. So, um, thank you for giving me the platform to do it. And, um, you know, for, for the fans, for the legions out there trying to figure out what to do next in the NFT space, um, no, I'm currently a mod on Cosmic Labs and they're doing some big things over there. Um, I suggest at least taking a look at them um, from my experience so far from most projects that I've seen, like they're, they're nailing it so far. They're doing a really good job with everything. So take a look at Cosmic Labs um if you if you have a higher budget looking to sub ducks and cyber kongs if if you're on that type of level um you know all three of those projects really push you know the community to be really engaging with each other so uh they're fun you know so take a look at those three and you know best of luck but uh thanks for having (laughs) me everyone and um you know see you till next time And Jared, you're on Twitter and IG, right? Um, yeah. Well, tell everybody your handle and where can they follow you on social media? Sure. Um, yeah, I hope all you guys can uh, follow me on my social media platforms. It's actually the same for all of them. So it's just uh, at, at jdaredevil2. Um, and it, I, keep, I keep it simple. So it's all the same. So yeah, come check me out, you guys. Mm. Dom, the floor is yours as well. Tell our listeners all about the Asian Mint and how can they find you and your work. So the Asian Mint is basically, we're trying our best to get all of the NFT news out there. We're trying to educate people. We're trying to bring them, the mainstream, like the general public into this space. So we do a lot of um, news updates weekly. Um, We share some of the projects that we are on. I preview some of the projects on our Asian Mint Discord. Um, we also do, we have a NFT 101 video series hosted by Carla Lizardo. One of um, the, um, she was a Miss Binibining Pilipinas um, candidate before. And now she's also taken the dive into the NFT space, which is really nice to mm-hmm. see. And um, we're working with a lot of things are coming soon. So just keep it on the lookout for us. You can follow us at Asian underscore mint. And you can follow me personally at dom underscore nft on Twitter. 
Right. So, Jared, what a treat to meet you. And we had so much fun talking to you. This episode has been incredible. I learned a lot listening to you and Dom talking about NFTs again. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me and Dom, a couple of nobodies, really. We sincerely <laughs> appreciate it, man. Good luck. Good luck to you and Ginebra. Um, we, we wish you um, the best of health, of course. Just stay healthy, please. We're really excited to... You know, to see you back on the court. And hey, don't forget about us when you become a billionaire, like out of <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> oh, right. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate ladies and gents, thank you for listening and we out.